0: Hello and welcome to the Change in Education podcast. As the UK's largest education business partnership, the Change in Education group delivers the best in class work experience and careers management services. Why not find out more? Check out our website, changingeducation.co.uk and send us an email, info at changingeducation.co.uk. in this first episode of the changing education podcast company directors and co-founders matthew hodgkinson and stephen Hackney talk about how the changing education group was founded hello and welcome to this changing education podcast my name is amos madra your host joining me today is the co-founders of changing education and directors Matthew Hodgkinson and Stephen Hackney and guys we'll be doing this together week on week talking about the Changing Education group and what's going on in the education system because there's so much to talk about. Matthew let me start with you I just want to talk about Changing Education how did this business start and talk to us about how your partnership with Stephen started.
1: Wow going back we're time traveling now back to 2007, 2008. Steve and I met at, a school, secondary school in South Manchester, yeah. Cheshire, I believe. Probably sounds a little bit more, uh, uh, a little bit more uh, on, on point. We, uh, we met there. Steven was working as a, uh, as, as a nurse within the school with his nursing background, working with students on a one-to-one basis. And I was working as a pastoral teacher within the school. I do have a teaching qualification. Uh, I was a business studies teacher prior to working at this particular school where Steve and I met and we we came together because of referrals. A lot of students were being referred to us uh, and then we were having to deal with those students and refer them to agencies that were available. And these could be students with uh, behavioral concerns, mental health concerns Uh, and and what would generally happen is that they would access alternative provision outside of the school and whether we thought that provision was was the right thing for those students or whether we thought at the time, we probably did, we probably thought, you know what, we can do a little bit better, we can do better for these students. These students deserve more, they deserve a, a, a broader uh calendar of events they deserve a, a broader spectrum to choose from uh and i think that was probably where we we came together we thought that we could do something better for the students we could make it more reliable accessible before we even started to even think about the commercial element, it was very much you know what can we do for these students and then that 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 core idea was taken to the uh, the school in question and then the local lea and that's how we uh, that's how we got started all those years ago 13 years ago so it was a ch- it was a chance encounter to meet with stephen uh it's not one that i regret uh although there's been occasions over as well that, <laughs>
0: it's uh, a bit too late to say that now isn't it <laughs> Amos, i'm
1: sure he will say exactly the same uh they probably stamp the stamp that even harder uh, with the seal of approval what i've just said but that's again we'll probably come on to that in many podcasts to come about working together as uh, as co-founders and directors really? for many, many years because uh one of the stats that was haunting yeah, two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, was around eight or nine out of t- nine or eight or nine out of ten businesses do fail in the first year, and that is because of uh, a, it could be financial, uh, a financial crisis, it could be uh, cash flow, or it just could be a difference of opinion uh and although we have had many differences of opinion our core belief of supporting young people has remained uh fairly constant throughout and hence why we're we're here today
0: yeah and what's interesting is you started this business at a time when the financial crisis was still ongoing you know stephen i'm sure you had a lot of sleepless nights and thought to yourself you know what's this why why take this gamble when i've got a nice, comfortable job with a pension set out for me. Why yeah. take this risk?
2: Yeah, we had. i uh, was oh, just actually. I've just been muting, and, and actually, you think where you've uh, you've come from, working in uh, your living room or your car in the first year, and we're in, obviously the office I'm in now is actually the college. There's a lot of background noise, so I was muting on and off. So, uh, yeah, to take the, that those thirteen years, and, and yeah, it was a, it was a, a you know, we were we were concerned uh about the the transition that young people were having into employment uh, i was personally uh, at the very beginning concerned you know i'd go into matthew in pastoral saying, might have had another referral you know the school thinks this student's got mental health problems and they haven't they've got behavioral issues but because they're going through a very academic system and these are vocational students that need vocational support and obviously we come up with a plan but as you said so all a good idea sitting on a kitchen table, Couldn't kind of have an idea. Uh, it's actually executing that idea into into realization. And so, you know, at that point I've got uh, a new baby and uh, I've got a son who's four or five. I've got an older son who's going through uh, his teenage years. I work in the NHS, as you said, I'm on a band seven. If anyone knows what that means, it's quite high up. It's quite a good salary. As you said, a pension. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, got to, I've got to make a, a decision that actually would affect my family. And I was lucky because I met Matt and Matt, and I said that Matt took the first big step was the fact that Matt wasn't in that position with a family. So uh, Matt was the first of the two of us to uh, take that leap, that huge leap from uh, paid employment by somebody else to running our own company. And uh, you know, he, he won't admit it, but yeah, we he lived on credit cards for a year, you know. We funded the business, you know, our own back pocket. Uh but Matthew didn't have an income for a year. So uh and so I'll be ever internally grateful, you know, for the first two years that you know, Matt took that first risk. But then, you know, you know, when I when I finally took the foot plunge into full time, I did leave that NHS career behind me. So it was a risk, but we both believed, obviously, in what we would, the solution that we'd come up with a, to a problem. And that luckily, schools bought into that. So, but they say risk versus reward. So, you know, hopefully the students have benefited from our risk. And obviously, our staff, that we, yeah. the, the, the development that we've had with our products and services and software have benefited from all those experiences had we not taken, or Matthew hadn't taken that first risk.
0: Yeah. And um, moving on to, Being the largest EBP, the largest education business partnership in the UK, that's an incredible journey, you know, um, to start from, you know, living on credit cards to being the largest EBP, it's a massive, massive transition. Matthew, talk to us about EBPs, what is an EBP?
1: Well, first of all, those credit cards are not yet paid off. (laughs) (laughs) It's still rising, so, uh, you know, Steve's eternally grateful. I'll uh, I'll send him a cheque, he'll send me a cheque, sorry, I'll send him an invoice for those. Uh, In terms of an EBP, I think you, you may have said it there, Amos, an education business partner. Go back to 2008 connections funded by the Learning Skills Council. Ensured that every school had access to an EBP. An EBP is the bridge between employment and a, in the education system. It enabled young people to, uh, to, to to get their first steps into work experience. As a career service as well was factored into it, but really it was uh, it was easy for careers leaders at schools to say. We need some work experience, we need it for all our year 10s and we need it in June because that fits in with our curriculum model. Uh, and every school would choose a week of work experience. And as I said, there was other uh, provisions uh, such as uh, careers advisors, extended placements, career ready days, but in essence, the role of an EVP, education business partner, education business provider, was very much to bridge that gap. And then in 2008, 2009, the learning skills, I mean, the Department for Education is forever uh, messing around with funding models. And the time when Steve and I got together and started brainstorming ideas, was at a time when schools had that funding ripped away from them. And what happened at that point is that the young people are left in limbo. They haven't got access to the workplace. And schools haven't got access to that uh, that level of finance anymore. So yes, there was a, a gap for us to plug in terms of uh, bridging the gap between young people in the workplace and providing those placements. But also it was a time when schools didn't have any money. And when you're a new, uh, for want of a better term, a new player in the marketplace, you're coming into a marketplace that has been dominated by government funded Training providers for a new company, we had to really, we had to scale quickly, and we had to uh, we had to deliver faith and quality, and we had to ensure that our reputation was first and foremost in everything that we did. Therefore, Steve and I were very heavily involved. That we did everything from opening the door in the morning to closing it at night, and everything in between, making the tea and coffee, and and. and on the phone to all these employers trying to find those opportunities for young people. So there would have been a time, uh, the transition period between 2008 and say 2012, a lot of UK schools and a lot of young people didn't actually have access to work experience because they relied heavily on the local EVP. And through devolution and other things happening in the marketplace, and again, you know, the Department of Education forever messing with funding, that uh, a lot of young people didn't have those opportunities. So Steve and I couldn't wait to scale our operations quickly so that we could expand, not just in Cheshire, that we could expand throughout the UK, that our locality didn't mean that we couldn't support a young person. We couldn't link a young person in Leicestershire with a mechanics, That we couldn't link a young person in the southwest, in Cornwall, you know, in a healthcare placement. And I think we'll probably step onto the role that technology has played in our business but ultimately that was our aim, it was always our aim to become a national organisation, not just a local organisation working in Cheshire.
0: Yeah, and what's incredible, it's actually grown internationally as well. So it's not just the UK anymore, uh, you know, uh, working all over in Australia and uh, in other parts of the world as well. Uh, Steve, what are some of the services on offer? We know that there's um, obviously the work experience provision. Talk to us about some of the other uh, uh, services, uh, products such as uh, the Connect software um, and, of course, uh, the careers guidance yeah the um
2: the original offering that Matthew just spoke about was we it's had th- has three different names extended work placement was its original name uh brackets traineeship brackets now project 25 so that's your that's that's the thing that launched the company that's our first product so that's the uh students being out on work-based learning uh one or two days a week doing maths and english as a uh, as their qualifications and supported by a work skills qualification And uh, then from that, as Matthew was saying, is that we then were approached by our school partners to support them with work experience uh, and careers provision uh, because of the void in the market. And then we were also, um, we built a reputation for providing uh, work-based learning programs where the risk management processes were user-friendly and easy uh, to follow and uh, cost-effective. So if you you go back to the early years, you know, traineeship programme, the first product, then after a couple of years, we'd have work experience and careers provision. And then we'd have um, risk management. Uh, And then we'd also be asked to do consultancy, supporting educators to remap uh, their delivery models. And then obviously, for the majority of that provision to be successful, we then needed to become experts in employer engagement. So then obviously we had an employment gains delivery. And uh, then you move forward another couple of years. Then we have an office full of paper. Stacked to the ceiling. Paper and communication drowning the company. So we needed a piece of tech. So we we, we searched for uh, a potential product. And there was stuff out there. But we felt that it didn't really meet our requirements. So we decided uh, maybe full based on the bank statements for the first seven years of investment, uh, we created our own uh, management and tracking software for uh, careers and work-related learning and all those other things I spoke about, such as employer engagement and risk management. And uh, this is called Connect. And Connect is a management and tracking software, web platform, and we also have a student app that students can use to get involved. So if you look at us as a company, there are our primary products that we would, sell to our client base and, that, and when i say client base as you pointed out that could be nationally or internationally and that would then cover um from school high school age um key stage four key stage five then into fe and uh, we have he partners we have um we've now got uh, council partners we've got ebp partners we've partnered up with us so uh yeah we've got we've got an extended client base and i was just actually reflecting thinking you know how does a I was a qualified staff nurse from coronary care who does a specialist practitioner qualification uh, degree in child and adolescent public health. Uh, get to areas today where his primary role is is making sure that our tech is up to date. Uh, so it's quite funny actually. When we talk, I'm sure at a later point in these, uh, we'll talk about career progression. And uh, I think mine is the the most strangest career progression I think I've ever experienced. But there you go.
0: Indeed, that's an episode for the future. Uh, speaking of which, we're gonna have lots of different um, programmes looking at different areas uh, affecting work experience, education, uh, careers guidance, and all the things uh Steve and Matthew have spoken about today. I think there's so much to dive into and I'm really excited for the episodes to come. Uh, Matthew, final words from yourself and uh, we'll catch a word from you as well, Steve. What can the audience expect?
1: Well, I, I think that we're not always going to agree. You know, it's education is is hot topic at the moment, especially in the lives of the pandemic. And I think that, you know, our ideas for future growth and for supporting our clients has very much been affected by the pandemic. So I think they're topics that we'll, we'll definitely speak about and the role of work experience, you know, over the last six to twelve months it's been it's been hard it's been difficult for everybody involved our clients have been focused on keeping their schools open keeping their schools clean and our focus has been it's been on how can we quickly support our young people during this pandemic and we've moved quickly with technology we've moved quickly with our partners We've brought uh, we've brought our app to life. We brought our technology to life. We've, uh, you know, we, we, with your support as well, Amos reaching out to thousands of employers and interviewing them just so they can give a virtual uh, insight, a virtual tour of their work placement. So we're probably going to touch on what we did well, what we did not so well, uh, how, we can, how we could have improved and how we're going to really take all our experiences to, move not just ourselves forward but to try and really pioneer the uh, the industry of work related learning and, and not to say that we are the experts but to showcase what steve and i have learned to ourselves over 13 years and if anybody wants to listen and say you know what that is great hearing that because we've had that same uh, or similar journey or you know what? I don't agree with these two guys. I'm going to write in and tell them that I don't agree with them. And, and if people do that, I'm sure Steve and I could talk about that on the podcast with you as well. So I'm after a little bit of fraction here and there, but ultimately just very honest portrayal of uh, the situation that we find ourselves in now.
0: Yes, indeed. I like that. Very open book, uh, very objective and just being honest about how things are. Uh, Steve, what are you looking forward to uh, with this podcast? I'm I'm, I'm happy, uh, like say to as Matthew just said, to, to to dissect
2: a problem. Let's have a look at it, and that would be born from our own experiences, or from a client, or from what we've read from literature, and uh, we'll we'll take an issue uh, that's uh, impacting on the world of employability, careers, work-based learning. Uh, me and Matthew have. Uh, our own thoughts and and we all disagree and uh, we will, what I want to happen is, is that we will dissect a topic, we will look at the issue in in depth and that by the end of it, we come up with some potential solution and we've got some recommendations for future practice that it doesn't cost anybody anything that, you know, we'll come up with some ideas and and the audience then can uh, take away that and, and perhaps adapt their own delivery models so that they've learned something from the uh, from the podcast.
0: Incredible. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Well, there you have it. It's the first episode. It's the first podcast from the Changing Education Group. And uh, looking forward to what we have on offer, lots to talk about. And of course, if you've got anything that you'd like for us to discuss, please do let us know. Check out our website, which is changingeducation.co.uk. From Steve, from Matthew, and from myself, Thank you very much indeed. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.